Welcome to this message from Shofar Christian Church. May you experience God's grace as you listen to His Word being preached. Father, thank You that, that You draw all of us to Your presence. And we look up to, to the cross of Jesus Christ, an empty cross where Jesus has been resurrected again, overcome the grave. We thank you, Jesus, as you've gone away, you've sent the promised Holy Spirit to be in us and around us and live through us. And uh, this evening, God, I pray that through your Holy Spirit that you would come and speak to us here this evening as, or continue to speak as you have already done. And I pray specifically that you put a guard in front of my mouth to not utter that which is not from you, uh, but also to proclaim boldly that which is, that which is from you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, so if you if you're relatively new here with us in in, in Shofar or in Santon, uh, my name is Jan George. I'm one of the well, I'm assistant pastor with uh, with Shofar Johannesburg. Um, and if you know me a little bit, I'm quite. Um, I, I love missions. I love outreach, and specifically when it comes to the kingdom of God, I love like the image of conquest, and like Jesus riding a white horse with the angels behind them, that, that kind of excites me. That's not the kind of message I'm preaching tonight. <laughs> but at the same time, um, within the context of even that of conquest and purpose and really like seeking the kingdom of God first, there is like a very, there's such a, such a nurturing from God, uh, which I feel that, that God wants to just come and do something here this evening. Um, and so I'm not saying it, it, it's on the one side, it's, it's just conquest. On the other side, I'm not saying it's just, um, it's just comfort. There's, there's for me the both. I think one, one of the things of, um, that the Holy Spirit is called, or Jesus calls the Holy Spirit as a helper or the comforter. And, uh, and often, I think we often don't experience the Holy Spirit as a comforter because we don't get far out of, outside of our comfort zones in the first place. Uh, but also on the other side is we don't, we don't put ourselves at risk often for the sake of the gospel. And when we do, I feel that we're going to need His comfort all the more. Um, but that's not the point. All right. So the title of this evening is Two Pink Balloons. Um, and... Um, yeah, I'll, I'll share the story behind this as we, as we go through this. And um, you can read with me from Psalm 121. I think it's basically the only scripture that's going to be up there this evening is, is this verse. And then, you know, I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? And... Um, we all, we all go through life, we go through these moments in life where, where we get to the situation and we, we, we just, we're just so desperate for, for God to intervene. Um, albeit a, a, like a, like a full-on fear or even in a moment of where uh, a moment of like real terror, maybe somebody breaking in or pointing a gun at you, or, or anxiety or depression, or you're just being at such a broken place we, where you, you, you almost you can hear the, the cry here 
I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where, where is my help going to come from? It's such a desperate plea. Have you ever felt like that? Am I the only one? Yeah, you, get, you get to that place. If you haven't been there, then take the sermon, bank it, and, uh, and, and, and apply this if it comes or when it comes. Right? It's the same when, when we lose a loved one. Um, it's that, that moment of like, I can't make sense of things going around, or there's, or there's sickness, and like, Lord, what is going on? Where, like, and, and we kind of, and we as, we as humans, we tend to go and f- look for where does this help going to come from? And, and, and if, we, if we don't see things happen quick enough in our perception from God, then we start looking for that help in other places. Either in relationship, or in a spouse, or in a child, or in a colleague, or we, we need a breakthrough at work, and therefore we, we perform harder, and we, we look for our help in our own performance, or we look for our help in our own abilities. Um, and there's, there's, there's such... You can, you can drill this down to your, to your own context of, of, of a desperate situation... Maybe you're praying and standing in faith for a loved one to, to come to salvation. Shamiso shared um, a couple of things from, from, our, from her family. And, and it's a similar situation. It's like, Lord, where is this help going to come from? How is a way going to be made in this desert? Um, such a cry. And I want to, I wanna, like, in preparing, for <clears throat> in preparing for this evening, like I was, I was preparing for the morning service um, for this morning, so I'm like, okay, Lord, but don't you want me to preach the same one here this evening? And I uh, thought, okay, no, he, he doesn't. And uh, then when I, was preparing, when I was preparing for this evening, I'm like, Lord, don't you want me to sh- rather share this one of this evening, this morning as well? And, uh, and so the answer was no. And, and I felt specifically this morning's word was for this morning, and this evening's one is for this evening. Um, go download this morning's service because it's, it's applicable, um, but maybe God asked me to do that one another stage. Yeah, but um, I want to specifically share this share this story with you. And um, this is Matthew and Christelle. Who of you know them, by the way? Just a quick show of hands. Just Christine, my wife. Okay, awesome. And you, Jock, of of course. Jock and I was in the same race, by the way. Go give him a high five after the service, all right? <laughs> and uh, I think, yeah, he was on floor six. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> I thought him and Matthew was on the same floor, but yeah, they weren't. All right, so Matthew, he was like one of my best friends at university. He was one of my best men at, at our wedding as well. They, uh, they moved to Sweden um, after a couple of years of, of marriage, living there. Now I just got their, their citizenship. And um, so... I want to share a little bit of, of their journey. Uh, him and I spoke um, during the course of the week as well, so I got them permission to, to share this. Um, and basically, I'm going, to share, I'm going to read you a little part of what, what Christelle wrote on her Facebook page as a, as a part of a testimony, and then, I, then I'll give you, I'll fill in the, the details a little bit. Okay, this was, this was posted on 20 October 20, um, 2014. I remember their wedding day. It was 2007 World Cup final. Yes. <laughs> um, and I was the MC. 
So there was the awkwardness in the room when it come, came to that. Anyway, all right, so this is a testimony, 2014, of seven years ago. Seven years ago, I walked down the aisle when doctors said I wouldn't live. And if I do, I will most likely not be able to walk. To get married to Matthew James Fury. So today I celebrate our marriage, but also life. The, la- the life God has given me. I had a brain bleed that left me completely paralyzed, except my left arm, four months before our planned wedding date. When doctors gave up hope, people started praying for me. Some had dreams and visions and saw me walking down the aisle. I went from not being able to move a single muscle to talking, sitting, eating, and standing up out of my, out of my wheelchair and then walking down the aisle four months after the brain bleed. Something that was said to be impossible. So I want to so glorify God today who saved me and healed me. I remember this. Uh, I was still a student in university when, uh, when they um, got engaged, when, when this happened. And uh, obviously, Matthew and I being really pretty close, he also shared a little bit of the journey with, with me back then. And it, it's, it's, such a, it's such a wrestle. Because now, now, I mean, he's on, on the one side, there's a wrestle from him being engaged to somebody that, that might now be paralyzed for the rest of their lives. What, what, what do you do on that side? And the other side, from, from her point or her perspective, is I'm, I'm, I might be paralyzed, for, I can't even speak. Uh, you can imagine just the, the, the intensity of the wrestles that a, that a person has to, has to wrestle through in that. And, and it's amazing how, how the community, uh, the church community just came around them. They were in Cape Town at the time and, uh, and, started, and started praying for them. And we put our faith with them that, that, she, would, that she would fully recover and walk down the aisle. So um, you can show that next picture. So this is them dancing at their, at their, wedding, at their wedding day. You can imagine the, the, the emotion of of seeing her come down the aisle uh, it's it's normally an emotional moment when the bride comes down the aisle you can imagine you can imagine when somebody that couldn't walk for three to four months come down the aisle um and uh, and, and it's such a testimony of of our god healed her and, and god's goodness in that moment but it doesn't belittle the struggles that they needed to walk through in that time, and that's that's the kind of question that you ask. Like, you look you look up to the mountains, and and the Western Cape has got big mountains, so you can look far up. Um, not like yeah, you like I lift my eyes to North Cliff Kopi. Um, <laughs> not quite the same effect, um, but um, to go through those struggles of where is my help going to come? Is God going to come through? me in this situation and i'm not i'm not yet tonight to give answers about why does good things happen to why does bad things happen happen to good people and why i'm not i'm not going down that alley tonight i'm here tonight to encourage you to look to god for your help in any given situation and um so this is this. Uh, this next picture is a is a picture of of her being uh, 20 weeks pregnant, plus minus 20 weeks pregnant. This is now in in Sweden, 
and uh, you can see there that she's busy sharing. She's got a little bit of a limp. The, her one her one leg is 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 not is not not so strong. Um, but other than that, you wouldn't you wouldn't imagine what what, what they went through. This. So so she's sharing on things of the Holy Spirit in the, in the session. But so there she's twenty twenty plus one is twenty weeks pregnant with twins. Um, and um, and obviously, I mean, God did amazing things. Um, she also went to Brazil on missions, um, and they part of a church plant there, um, doing quite well there. They're in Sweden, in Europe, different grounds. Um, but here, she didn't know what was coming that week. Um, that week, her ambiotic fluid started. Um, what do you call it? Her water broke. Okay, at 20, 21 weeks, that's not a good thing. Okay, in, if you didn't know, babies need to stay in for about 40 weeks. Okay, <laughs> um, so there, there's twins, and her ambiotic fluid is starting to um, to come out. So she, they take her to hospital, and uh, now she needs to somehow try and keep these babies in for as long as she can. Um, to give these babies the best chance of um, of survival, so she stays in hospital for about, or at about, so she's in she's in the hospital for about three weeks, and uh, it's just slowly the ambiotic fluid is just kind of dropping a bit and um, came to a point of where where she needed to give birth to these little ones, and. Um, the first one, Gabriella, she was she was stillborn, and then um, and then the second one, um, Michaela, she 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 was alive. So then there's this journey of um, of Michaela being obviously in a what do you call it, bruikas uh, incubator, um, and being tiny. Um, here's here's Michaela, three days old. Now that's. That's Christelle's hand, which is smaller than my hand, and I don't have big hands, holding her finger while she's feeding her. Um, that. So that's, that's her at three days old. And now obviously there's this journey of standing in faith for this amazing, oh God, you've, you've, you've brought healing in my life before. And there's all these encouragement, and there's all these words coming from different people, just encouraging once again, proclaiming life, standing in faith. Um, I mean, when she was on Sunday sharing about the Holy Spirit, she didn't, she did not imagine that coming that week. Um, so there's this, there's this wrestle. Now three weeks later, the one is still born, and now the, they, they need to keep their hopes and their faith alive for the sake of this other one. Um, and, um, and then there's, uh, the little one's infection rate was high, and then it came lower, and for a couple of weeks it went on like that. And um, she uh, made it to about two weeks old, two weeks and five days, and then she passed away as well. Um, here's, a, here's a picture of um, Matthew and Christelle with, with a little one, and that's Michaela. That's at 25 weeks, and either that same day or the next day that... Um, um, that Michaela passed away. Now you look, you look at that situation and you're like, oh God, <laughs> where, where's my health going to come from? Um, 
and and it's same with same with situations for us. It really it really it, it comes from here. There's such desperate like uh, such desperate situations, and we we cry out. Something's got to give. Something's got to. Ch- something's not right. Um, and um, the story about the two pink balloons is that on the 21st of March every year, um, in memory of these two little ones, sheep, they take two balloons, two pink balloons with helium, and they basically let them go, and um, sort of just in memory, memory of them, because it's on the 21st of March when, um, um, when she initially gave uh, birth or delivery to to these little ones. So every year, 21st of March, there's two. There's a picture of two every every year, different pink balloons that that comes up, um, just in memory memory of of these two little ones. Um, I mean, what on 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 the other side, like imagine friends and family, and how, how do you how do you comfort somebody like that? Um, obviously, you can try, and, and those messages that people send, like ah, we, our thoughts, our prayers, our, our tears are with you, those things go a long way because it communicates that we're not alone. But at the same time, th- there's, there's a sense of my husband or my wife or my family can only comfort me that far. Um, and and it's, it's, in the, it's in the wrestling. I mean, after that, you can you can like go through like her Facebook page and you can see the wrestling that she's going through, of of making a peace with it and then being angry and then then testifying and and, and you see the why question and it, you can see her wrestle through through those things, um, and then comes um, then comes the promise for her of of a next child that. There'll be, she, like God is going to give her another child, and this, this child is going to give her so much joy, and is going to heal her broken heart. Um, so, a little bit more than a year after that, um, she gives birth to Dylan, and um, after the first day of uh, they find out, you can show, meet Dylan, the promised child. Now, they didn't know that he had Down syndrome when they were, when they were pregnant with him. Now, you can imagine the questions that you ask as a, as a mother going through this. Um, let me read you Christelle's testimony of Dylan. This is Dylan, my fun-loving Down syndrome boy. Now, because it's National Down Syndrome Day, for those who didn't know, you're supposed to be wearing colorful socks, I thought I would share a few things about having a child with Down Syndrome and set a few false perceptions straight. For one, it is one of the most wonderful things that have happened in my life. And I don't have a, and I don't have a bad life. It sets you free from caring about what other people think and enables you to love in a way beyond your imagination. When we first received the news that he had Down syndrome a day after his birth, we were shocked. He was supposed to be my promised child. Just a little bit more than a year before Dylan's birth, his twin sisters were born on the 21st of March, National Down Syndrome Day.
They are in heaven now. And I received the promise from God that I will have another child. He will be so joyful and will heal my broken heart. So you see that when I received the news that he had Down syndrome, I thought, what about the promise? How can one child make up for two children that have gone to heaven, let alone a Down syndrome child? Well, nothing can make up for it. But my heart is healed. You see, God did keep his promise. I did get a joyful child. Maybe just not in the form that I imagined, but that does not make this gift any less worthy. He was exactly what I needed. And I think what everyone, everyone actually needs to have a Down syndrome child in their lives. I almost want to go so far as saying that I would take any Down syndrome child that someone wants to give up. You don't know what you're doing. You're giving away one of the most precious gifts you will ever receive. It is not as bad as you imagine. He's just a child and gives us almost more than what we can give him. I don't know if you made the sums there, that World Down Syndrome Day is on the 21st of March. It's the same day that she gave birth to the twins who didn't make it. It's connected dots. Um, and we can still sit and ask a lot of why questions, but the thing is that what Christelle is testifying about here is about, the, about how God has come and healed them. Throughout the whole why questions, she looked to God for that healing, and she received that healing. And God provided that healing through the birth of the next child. Um, and, um, and you look at a family like that, and you think, sure, that's a lot of stuff to go through in the first 10 years of your marriage. Um, I take my hats off to them, man. Um, the way that they, in faith, are just persevering um, in life and, and how, well they're, how well they're doing and, and how, how, what God is doing in their lives and through their lives. Um, just about a year after Dylan's birth comes the next child, or they're expectant with the next child. And they, obviously, they, they are, the anticipation is building again. Come 32 weeks, and an ambiotic fluid starts leaking in. Um, can show the next one. Meet Jason. Born just before 32 weeks, and without amniotic fluid, amnio fluid since 27 weeks. He is a healthy and happy boy. Thank you, Jesus, for your merciful kindness and giving us this gift. You can show the next one. This is Jason, about a year old. Um, see, the thing is, I don't have answers to, to all the why questions. And you can imagine them going down the same journey when 27 weeks when that amniotic fluid started leaking again. You can, ask, you can imagine them going down the same challenges. Lord, not again. Not again. But I want to encourage you this evening that in, in these, in the good and the bad times, and obviously I'm talking here a little bit about when we're in the bad times, <laughs> where is my help going to come from? And we look up to the mountains, we look around us, and we're like, God, where's the breakthrough going to come? Where's the healing going to come? When is this depression going to break over my life? When is the stronghold going to break over my life? But I want to encourage you, 
keep looking to God. The very next verse in Psalm 121. I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. You can go and read the rest of that psalm. It's an amazing psalm, but it's really the just of what, what I feel God wants to say this evening. My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And that Lord is in capitals, which is a reference to, to, to Yahweh. It's not just Lord as in Master. It's Lord as in Creator God. God who, who contains everything inside of Him. It's such a massive, it's, it, it's such a massive name. But my help comes from the Lord, the maker of those mountains, who, what you're looking up to, the maker of everything else that you might be looking to, to for help. I look to Him for my help because He has made everything. So this evening, I, I, I know this is a very, like, it's a, it hits home and, um, and, and I believe that, I believe it needed to hit quite deep for some of us because some of us have really suppressed our emotions so deep that it needed to get there, to register on your radar of what, what, what is there in me that I need to just be able to cry out to? Maybe there isn't something now. But there are times when we go through those places where we're really looking to, oh, what is going on? And I really want to encourage you that keep asking the questions to God and don't turn to other places to look for that help. Um, and the Holy Spirit is, is so gentle and comes to comfort us so gently. I want to I want to show you a video clip. It's a it's a music video, um, but it's based on the same scripture, and uh, sound might be a little bit muffled in the beginning. But I I want to just kind of give you a heads up what he says there in the beginning. He says, "I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Maker of the heavens and the earth and the mountains." Okay, we're going to sing one more song before we, before we close, but I just want us all to just read the scripture together as a, just, a, just as a confession to God that that is where we look for our help to come from. I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Let's do that two more times. I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Let's just close our eyes as I just pray for us. Father, we, we want to bring you our brokenness. We're going to bring you our disappointments and bring you our sicknesses. We're going to bring you our disillusionments. We're going to bring you our fears. We're going to bring you our anxieties. We bring you our questions, our why questions. 
we ask the question, where is our help going to come from? And tonight we proclaim, Lord, that our help comes from you, Lord, the maker of heaven and earth, our creator. We look to you, God, even though we don't have all the answers, even though we can't make sense of everything. So I confess, Lord, and, and even repent of looking for help outside of you. Those towers that towers of Babel that represents our own our own effort and wanting to do things in our own strength, God. We repent of those things. We confess tonight, Lord, you are our God, you are our Lord, you are our maker. And we look to you for our help. We look for you for our healing. We look to you for our deliverance. And we keep looking to you for that, Lord. We thank you that you are ever present, even if it doesn't feel like it. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you carry us through the dark times. That you are with us, that you comfort us. We cry out to you, God, together tonight, Lord. Say, Lord, this is our need. This is our, this is our hurt. This is our brokenness. This is what's going on. And we're calling out to you for our help. We're calling out to you for our salvation. And we confess that you are good and you are loving We will praise you through the storm. We will worship you, God, through the wilderness. For you are worthy of worship. You are worthy of our worship. You are worthy of our praise. We lift up your name above every other name. We lift up your name above every hurt, above every fear, above every depression, above every anxiety. For you are higher than everything else in this world. listening to this message from Shofar Johannesburg. May the grace you receive produce God's greatest glory and your greatest good. For more information and sermons, please visit our website at www.shofar.joburg.